as he was reading the verses from the end of the Bible, the very last page, um, it reminded me of that verse, that chapter in Isaiah, where we hear much the same language as what we heard in Revelation 22. So maybe we could just read it together and share a few thoughts on that idea of coming to the Lord. What do we find when we, as we come to the Lord? So just to reread Revelation 22, verse 17. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. This is the invitation. It's the invitation that we hear from heaven, and it's the invitation that we who hear the word repeat to those around us. And hopefully, it's the invitation that the thirsty hear and respond to. And let's look at Isaiah 55, where we see much the same idea. Of course, hundreds of years earlier, but Isaiah, we know from the way the Lord Jesus often quoted him, Isaiah is in some ways a picture of the Lord Jesus. His name is made up of the same roots as the name of the Lord Jesus, Yahweh saves, or Jehovah in Jehovah is salvation. And of course, it's no accident. Isaiah was given the word, and as he spoke to the people of Israel and the people of Judah at the time, he was proclaiming the message of salvation. And um, uh, the Lord Jesus, as he began his ministry, was able to quote from Isaiah 61 and say the same words Isaiah said, but of course they had much more meaning as the Lord said them, because he is truly the one who was able to say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me uh, because he has anointed me. But here, once again, in Isaiah 55, even as Isaiah is speaking the words of God, how much more it means coming from the Lord Jesus' lips as we hear them. So I'll just read a few verses here. Uh, the words speak for themselves. Verse 1, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, 
my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now truly this is a gospel message, if ever there was one. And recently, we as a family were looking at the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. And I imagine the prodigal son hearing these words and responding to them. Because here was someone who had spent all his money on that which is not bread. Well, that doesn't really make sense because I'm sure he thought it was food. And he thought those things that he was buying with his father's money were going to satisfy him. But we know from the story, they did not satisfy. And in fact, nothing that this world can offer will lastingly satisfy your soul's thirst. And I just want to say, if there's anyone listening here to this message now who has still not come to the Lord to have your soul thirst satisfied, today is the day of salvation. He is still in the business of saving souls, and he desires to have you eat at his table with him. I was thinking of the prodigal son as we see in verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. You know, it requires, as verse 7 says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. The prodigal son needed to say, you know, the way I'm going is wrong. It is not going to lead to anything profitable for me. And he had to do a U-turn. He had to make a U-turn and go back to his father's house. Now, of course, as he went, he was anticipating some discipline. As he went, he was anticipating a scene of judgment and anger. He was getting his defense ready. He was getting all of his schemes ready his plans. And sometimes when we mess up, we do the same thing. We start thinking in our mind, now how can I get out of this? How can I win back my, uh, the love of God? But we see that just as Isaiah says here, it says, let him return to the Lord so that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. 
That is what we find as we come back to the Lord. If you've slidden backward, the, you believers who are listening, if you've taken a, taken a fall, you've tripped, you've fallen, as you return to the Lord, the one you find is going to be a pardoning God, a compassionate God. He is still loving you. He's still merciful. And that's why we come back to him. You know, it's interesting because the next verse that says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. Sometimes we use that verse as if to say, we'll never understand God's ways. In other words, his thoughts are mysterious. His ways are mysterious. Now that's true to a certain extent, but I think in this verse, that's not exactly what it means. He has actually shown us his ways. All his Isaiah's point here is his ways are very different from yours. We know what they are, but we just can't believe it's true. Do you mean, even though I, the prodigal son, have wasted all my father's money, when I get back, he's just going to welcome me in and give me more money? He's going to kill the fatted calf? He's going to throw an extravagant party? That is not our ways. Our ways are the ways of revenge, of retaliation. I'll teach that little boy a lesson. But God is a forgiving God, a gracious God. He is better than us. And so I just, as Ken read those verses, I was thinking of that invitation. Let him who is thirsty come and find living water, living water that can truly satisfy so for those who are here, maybe you've never come to the Lord to have your soul thirst satisfied. Do it today. Pray and receive that gift of salvation. And for others of us on the line this, this morning, you might be uh, drinking from other streams, looking for satisfaction in other places. Just remember, all your needs are met in Christ. Return to him if you've wandered off the path and find full salvation and satisfaction in him. Find compassion and forgiveness. So I pray that's an encouragement to everyone who's listening, believer and non-believer alike. The one you need to turn to is the Lord Jesus. His grace and mercy is far greater than we can understand. So I pray that that's an encouragement to you for the glorification of his name and for our building up. Amen. 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 Amen.